Hello, my name is Cindy Miller Ungst, and uh, we are bringing to you the podcast series from the Ringgold Band, Sustaining an American Music Tradition. And with me is my co-host. This is Jim Seidel, the musical director of the band. And our guest with us today is Gene Obmanhauer, who has, I, I hate to use the word, a long, <laughs> long history with the Ringgold Band, because I'm making him sound ancient, but Gene has been around the Ringgold Band on two different occasions for lengthy periods of time. So, Gene, welcome, and thanks for sharing your stories with us today. Okay. Okay, well, first of all, Gene, tell us, I know you've done, people in the Ringgold Band don't necessarily make a living out of being a musician. Right. But I know that was a big portion of your life, but you did some other things as well. So can you give the people a little bit of an idea of what you did to uh, pay the bills, if you will? Oh, well... I've done so many things. I've uh, made most of my life out of music. I've been a draftsman. I've worked in a print shop. <laughs> and you repaired musical and instruments. And I repaired musical instruments. I remember in 1964 when I dropped mine off the top of a football stand. <laughs> and you fixed it up like it was brand new. Oh, boy. <laughs> For six dollars, as I remember. For six dollars, <laughs> oh my goodness, Gene! Uh, how long or when? When did you first become involved with the Ringgold Band? I don't know exactly the year. Uh, it was after I got out of the army. I started to study with with Walter Gear, and Walter said, "Would you like to come into some?" Ringgold rehearsals. And it had to be, I know it was after we got married. And that was in 52. So it had to be about 1954, I would think. So Walter was the leader of the trumpet section at that time. Actually, Harry Boyer. Harry Boyer. Was the, the, the first chair. Walter was second chair. But uh, I started to go around to rehearsals, and uh, back in those days, uh, it wasn't easy be to uh, break into the Ringgold Band. They were pretty much stubborn Dutchmen at that yes, time, were they? Yes, they not? were. That's at least what I'm told. <laughs> yes. But I remember a bit of that myself. Uh, I had before that I had some problems with Fred Carton back in high school oh. and uh, when Walter brought me around uh, Fred said oh he's a troublemaker you don't <laughs> want him Gigi, I've never <laughs> oh heard anybody God. call you a troublemaker <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, <laughs> Fred called me a troublemaker <laughs> but uh I came around for oh, a couple of years. In fact, I just found my application for membership. Oh, my oh, gosh. Oh, wow. It was 1957. How about that? <laughs> my, my original membership Your original application. Membership. How about that? And, now... Uh, so I was around a couple of years before I was even asked to be a member. Wow. 
Yeah, if you came wow. around in 52, uh, or back, 54 to 57, yeah. Yeah, that back in those days, you had to be asked to be a member. That's right. You didn't just come around to rehearsals for a certain length of time and... And wasn't, wasn't there something about a, then when they voted, there was a box with marbles and there had to oh, be yes. white marbles? There was a, what black, was a black ball, yes. A black ball. And if you, if when you were applying for membership, if you got a black ball, you were... You were out. You were yes. out. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It's I was, I, it, you know, my entrance was still the same in 67 yes, when... Uh, at that time, I remember that, and I remember when I became president of the band, still passing that box around with that one black marble in it. Yeah, that was a little scary for the time. Wow! You know. So, in in your um, your first round with the Ringle Band, um, and you became a member in '57. Yes. Did, uh, were you active other than playing? Did Did you have any other jobs with the Ringle within no, the Ringle Band? No, no, I was just just a playing, playing member. Yeah, mm-hmm. a playing member. Now. I know uh, from studying with Walter also, and I think you were part of this group, and I could be wrong, but I don't think so. There was a group of trumpet players that went out on Tuesday nights, and you, oh, yeah, you were yeah. part of that group with Walter, right? <laughs> yes, I was. Tell us a little bit about that. It's it's always nice to hear that, you know, I know these some of these people back years ago that, that became very encouraging to me. Uh, would get together so i'd like to hear some story a story or two there (laughs) well i had my lesson time i think it was around 9 30 in the evening oh my word early one gene (laughs) yeah and uh, we would go through the lesson and walter would get his horn out and say let's play some duets and you never knew when you were going to get out of there. And uh, Walter never drove. So uh, I would always be his chauffeur after <laughs> we, we were done. <laughs> and we would head out, meet with, well, I guess it was Harry Price and Les Price. And I forget who all was in the group, but uh, we met. That was every Tuesday night. That was a regular thing. And it was just—it was Walter's release from. Oh yeah, teaching all day long. Yes. So did you go out for dinner? No, (laughs) (laughs) we went out for drinks. Okay, (laughs) okay. And then I always took Walter home. Gosh, there's such parallels I have with Gene here because I remember when I come home from college, my lessons used to start somewhere around 10 Mm o'clock, and maybe he'd say, okay, we're done, and it's like 12.15, and then I would drive (laughs) him home, and he'd want to go in and have a warm beer Mm. because that's the way he was said it's the best way to drink a beer. Oh, yeah. I disagree, but... uh, (laughs) Yeah. But... uh, So, Gene, you came back to the band sometime... Right when I took over as director. Yeah, it was right shortly same, after you shortly took over. over. Yeah. And you became president of the band at that time. I became president of the band when we moved out to Laureldale. Is that when you officially became the president? That's right. Now, since that time, you became president and you started to write the ship. <laughs> because the ship was 
taking on water at that time. And well, in looking back to history, the band had its ups and downs over the years. Oh, sure. But this was one of the down downward tides at that point. How many people did you say would be at a rehearsal during when those I times? Started, it was maybe like 14, 12. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So we, we acquired this band hall. What prompted you to essentially, I don't want to say make it your own, but it, it became your project, if you will. It'd be You spend more time in that band hall some day, weeks, I think, than you spend in your home because you were always doing something for the band there. What, what prompted you to do all of that? Jeez, I don't really know. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it, I think the whole thing started when we were sort of kicked out of the rehearsal hall on South 5th Street. And uh, I think it was Bill Zeswitz had uh, offered to store all our... All our stuff. All our stuff. (laughs) Uh, But we didn't want to... Store the music. We wanted to be able to get at the music, and I happened to have some room in my garage, and I took the music, all the music, in my garage. And then when we finally acquired the the building out in Laurelville. I started to work on the music, and that's what got me started with everything else. You started to organize the music. When it was in yes. your garage, it was just housed there. And, yes. And so when when the hall was purchased. This is, this is a fascinating story, Gene, and we are going to continue that. We're going to have a part two to this podcast. And that's oh, exciting. Wow. And it is exciting. <laughs> and we're going so, to have your wife join us. And we are going oh, to have your wife join that? us. Right. <laughs> because <laughs> she is very, um, you know, in a very important aspect of your life with us, too. <laughs> so um, please... Thank or thank you for tuning in, and this is Cindy Miller Unks from the Ringgold Band. If you want to find out about our schedule and our latest activities, you can go to www.ringgoldband.com. And um, I'm signing off with my co-host Jim Seidel, the musical director of the band, with our guest Gina Mudhauer. And until next time, have a great day.